You're listening to ABA One-on-One Podcast. Come explore the no-strings-attached e-news online magazine. Our global array of authors inspire, delight, and educate with practical and entertaining articles. And with Focus On, we help producers of film, web series, and other video content attract a wider audience. Plus, your project can stream on Roku, Apple TV, Fire TV, and more with our media partners E360 TV and NETV. No strings attached e-news, focusing on human interest. Advertising available, nsaen.com. Hey guys, it's time for a new episode of ABA One-on-One. Open up, yeah. Open up now. Open up. Open up, yeah. Open up. Open up. Open up now. Hey guys, welcome back to another ABA one-on-one. Today in the house, we're honored to have Reggie Theus. Man, this is going to be fun. I got Rick with me. Uh, Brian is uh, out coaching today, so he won't be on. Um, I think Melbourne's out of lockdown. But anyway, Rick, uh, Reggie, let me say welcome to ABA one-on-one, man. Let's uh, talk basketball. I appreciate it. Let's get it done. <laughs> All right. All right, Reg. Rick here. I, I just want to, again, I reiterate what CJ said. I want to thank you so much for coming on with us. And, and you know, I guess just keep getting better. We go we go right down the line from Artist Gilmore to Reggie Theus. I mean, you can't, you can't get any better than that. No, yeah, well, no. Artist used <laughs> so, to be my big man, so that's I a good know. thing. I know. That's why yeah. I said that. Yep, yep. Ar- but, Artist Gilmore, he's a funny guy. You know, he had really bad hands. Like... <laughs> You know, you know, like just basically, if you throw the ball to him, it's it's like throwing it off the backboard almost. <laughs> and he used to get mad at me all the time. He he would say, "God dang it, Reggie, stop throwing me the ball when you're not looking at me." <laughs> yeah, you you were just too cool back in the day, bro. No, well, you know, listen, I I I I had to make eye contact with him, then loft it to him. If I threw it if if I threw it a little bit with a little heat. Throw it to his hands, looking, right? Throw it to his hands. If you throw it to his hands, you might be in trouble. Yeah. Then tr- yep. then, then, yep. then eventually, yep. he basically, he got tired of me running up and down the floor. So he would get the rebound, then he would pump fake me, and oh. basically, then give me the finger and tell me to come here, come get the ball. He would hand it to me so that he could get down court before I could shoot it. <laughs> he, uh, that's mad. <laughs> but what a what a good guy. Well, you're talking about somebody that's been through it now. Yeah. He has been through it. And but uh but anyway, coming from the West Coast, let's talk a little bit about that because I know you're a West Coast guy, you Inglewood. Coming to the East Coast. I know you you, that's right, but I know you were with the Magic for a year or two in New Jersey, but just tell me a little bit what it's like coming from the West Coast to the East Coast. I know it's a transition. Well, I mean, so I went to school at UNLV. Uh, I could have gone to school pretty much anywhere in the country, but, you know, everybody knew that I wasn't going to go that far from home um, and ended up in, in Nevada uh, where the air is dry, obviously. Uh, but my first year in the league, I ended up in Chicago in the worst snowstorm in history. We had wow. over 
250 inches of snow that year. But of course, I didn't know the difference. So I just thought it was all bad. I, I knew it was pretty bad. The one time the artist came to pick me up for practice and he was walking to my house and he went behind the snow drift and he disappeared. <laughs> now, artist is seven foot two. My, so. And then yeah. he's probably about almost yeah. eight feet with with his afro at the time. So when he disappeared and the Afro disappeared, uh, it was it was it was pretty, pretty high drift there. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But it was well, it was super cold what, what, that one that first year after being from the West Coast. So, that, you know, you got to get used to it. It's like anything else, whether you come in east, east, uh, you know, to the Florida area um, or, you know, the East Coast, where, where basically the Midwest, even Chicago. Uh, it just Chicago's a different kind of cold, though. Chicago's yep. that hawk, you know, tell, tell me if about you put on. Well, <laughs> if you put on a jacket too small and with the hawk, the hawk <laughs> will beat that jacket right off of you. You know, I, I've actually seen people get stripped of their clothes by the wind, you know, in Chicago. You, you're walking down the street, but you hit one of those corners where there's an alley and there's a wind tunnel going through there. I've seen people get knocked down by the wind and basically the jacket just come right off of them. It's, it's the funniest thing ever, man. Uh, man, I, I did boot camp there. So I, I remember those days. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, it, it sends a, a different kind of chill through your body. <laughs> Very great. Well, what, what, let me ask you something, Reggie, what's your take on the Olympics now? That's a big thing going on here now. Well, I think it's great. I, you know, I, I, it's just such a hard time. I feel bad for all these athletes. I feel bad for the ones that, that test positive. You know, it's, you know, they, they work so hard. They only get to do this every four years or so. Yeah. So, you know, and, and, and this one, they passed up, uh, you know, they passed it up the last four years and I, I get, you know, this time they weren't going to pass it up. Mm -hmm. uh, too much money's being lost and they they just assume it's better to have it even if we don't have fans. And I, and for the most part so far, it's been okay. I mean, we've got, you know, the bubble, the NBA, what's been going on last year and we're still in it right now. Uh, but what's been going on, uh, you know, we're kind of used to watching sports now with no fans. We're kind of used to yeah, having yeah. the pumped in the pumped in noise and, and doing things a little differently. Now it's going to be really different for me if this continues, because I wasn't coaching, you know, in the last three years. Mm. So this will be a new experience for me dealing with the, you know, the, the, the contact tracing and the COVID testing and all the craziness. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, let me ask well, you, what do, what do you think about our boys over there? Uh, um, what I've been, what I've been kind of watching around the world, uh, mm -hmm. you know, like the Aussie players, they all get to play together growing up, you know, and, and then when they go to the NBA, you know, then they go to a team and they come back. But the USA team, we're always all on different teams. And then we come together for, uh, you know, just for the Olympics. And mm -hmm. it's starting to show because the other teams are catching up with us now. That's why USA is having all these hard times with these other teams. You know, what, yeah. what's your take on that? It's difficult. Um, you know, obviously, the, the, the world has gotten smaller. Mm -hmm. um, the game has gotten global. Uh, you know, they can thank us for the, the growth for of sure. basketball. You know, for they sure. can thank us for, for their ability to, to play this game the way they play it with the TV rights and the, the, the fact that the NBA is so globally uh, popular now. Uh, they emulate our game. They emulate, yeah. our, you know, they emulate the, the entire NBA and they, they, they're getting great at it. Um, 
you know, it's, it's hard for me because outside of the physicality of the game, I, I, I still think our players are the best players in the world. And even the guys that they have over there are the best players in the world. Yeah. But, but when you start to think of team, when you start to think of, you know, the physicality of the game, the differences in the, some of the rules, and then our guys just got finished playing a season and they're just rushing over there to play with very little time to really prepare to play. Yeah. Uh, we're at a disadvantage, um, but I don't know how they feel about it, but I, I, you know, when I played in Europe, I wouldn't care who they were. I was going to take care of my business uh, <laughs> because there's, they're, they're just not, they, you know, the talent level, the athleticism, all those things, they're, they're, they still don't have what we have. Uh, but, uh, for the most part, they shoot the ball. Yeah. You know, they shoot the ball and guys don't play physical. Our guys don't play physical. They don't know how to play physical. Uh, they don't really know how to play against physical teams and the rules are different. So it makes, it makes it difficult. And, and if they had time to adjust, they would, but when you don't have time and, and the games are going on and you just got over there like four days ago, let me tell you something. They're still sleepwalking by the, by the way. Agreed. You know, yeah. They're still walking on uh, their yep. sleep deprived and everything else right now yep yep well, I, well I, I think i think the fiba of whistles the referee i mean i, I don't know i don't make any excuses now so don't please don't misconstrue that but i think the officiating uh like for example they don't they'll, they'll call fouls and nba officials may not call or vice versa and i yep. think getting used to that FIBA whistle is is a task in itself yeah what but, i mean I, you know, it's like I said, the physicality of the game, it's different. You know, uh, they sort of let certain things go that, like you said, that they don't let go here. Uh, but, you know, when you watch the NBA playoffs, that's closer to what they have to deal with. NBA playoffs, the way right. the physicality of the NBA game is, is a little bit of a kickback to, to old basketball, you know, to the back in the day. And, and, you know, listen, back in the day, what in the nineties, by the way, um, so, <laughs> so, uh, you know, when you think about it, it's our guys are just not prepared to play that style of basketball. You know, the only thing that takes us over the top is our talent level. You know, typically we could put a team out there that's just so much more talented that they would not have a chance to deal with it. But when you, when you drop the level down a little bit, even though these guys are great players, they're superstars, when you don't have the bulk of your talent, um, you know, they match up a little bit better. Yeah. No, they do. Well, you know, uh, I also wanted to mention, uh, we're talking about this draft now. I know you were a first round pick, I think ninth pick. Yeah. What's it like on draft night? Just in your, how, well, how, it wasn't the show that it is. It wasn't the show that it is now. That's for I know, sure. What were your emotions? I mean, this is something you'd work for your whole life. Yeah. You, you know, be because it wasn't as much of a show, uh, right. Obviously, it was a big deal. You know, I was at my my high school coach's house and, you know, the people around. But, you know, the hoopla was nowhere near. It was not even it's not even in the ballpark, not even the stratosphere of what's going on now. <laughs> uh, and, you, you, you know, you just sort of you're happy. And, you know, the, the things about the players today, there's so much more in tune with the world than we were. I, you know, they're exposed to so much more than we were. Yeah, um, they, they understand what they're getting ready to to get into. 
most of us, when we get drafted, boy, we just got get to play in the NBA. That's great. You know, that's, that's awesome. This is, this is phenomenal. Right. But the amount of money they make, the, the, the opportunities, the, the social media, I mean, they're, most of these guys are superstars before they get to the NBA. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Because of social media. You said just what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the truth though. You know, you get high school guys that got, you know, three, 400,000 followers. Yep. Yeah. You know, and, and the high school guy, you know, you, there's no guarantee he's even going to be, have a great career in the NBA, you know? Yeah. Well, that, that kind of leads to my next question. Yeah. I was going to talk about this today. Uh, it's, it's football, but I'm it's the same thing with basketball about now paying these players for their likeness and their images. Yeah. The guy that's coming in, I think of his name, Byron. He's, he's a new coach, a new quarterback at Alabama. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Already going to be getting six figures. Oh yeah. Well, good for him. And he's you know, never played, I, never taken a snap. Well, <laughs> you know, listen, that's the one thing that is going to be really good for schools like Alabama you know, the big, the big money schools, um, they're going to go there because it's not because they want to play for Alabama, but because of the, the, the amount of money they're going to make off the, yeah. off the field, you know, yeah. um, you have, if you're making six figures, you know, uh, and you get a chance to play football too in college, maybe for one year or two years when you have to, because you have to be there. They don't take, they don't take freshmen, you know, they don't let you go out of high school. Um, it's an incredible advantage for uh, the bigger schools, um, the, the low mid major schools, you know, they're, the people uh, are, are not going to be clamoring to get these guys to their name likeness and images and things of that nature. But there's always ways. I mean, because guys can create their own through the internet, they can create their own through social media. They can do a lot of different things. The problem with that is, if you spend so much time doing that, are you really concentrating on what you what your your craft is? Are you trying to be an entrepreneur? Yeah, or are you trying to be a basketball player? So there's a yeah. fine line. Um, but you know, when you're talking about the high majors, there's a lot of people with a lot of money who love their colleges and would yeah. do do nothing more, be just give them great joy to have yeah. you know that young man. Uh, come to their school and be a part of their alma mater and be a part of their, they're basically their social atmosphere because this is their, this is their game. This is their Super Bowl. This is what they do. And to, to be able to basically, you know, pay for players legally, it's, it's going to be pretty amazing. Yeah. And date their daughters. What's that? (laughs) Date their daughters. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, I, I, if you, you can go there if you want to, huh? I'm not going there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm just saying some of the boosters I, I've heard happening before, but it's uh, in the oh. Southeastern Conference, which I feel like I, that's my favorite conference. Obviously, I, the money that is transferred there is incredible, and you know what I'm talking about, Reggie. Sure, sure, of course, but you know, but, that's uh, that's a whole nother level of conversation. It's uh, yeah, you know, exactly, but uh, different rules, you know, for different, for different rules for different conferences. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. You know, the other day when we were talking, I mentioned this, and I want the, our listeners to kind of hone in on this too. Playing for Jerry Tarkani at UNLV, that, that to me is just could be, couldn't be any better than that. What did he teach you about, about your life, about, about life and also your coaching career? What did you take from him? Well, you, you never hit 
a, a low 12. You never hit on a six. You know, you have to you, you, you have to take the, the dealer's going to bust if he if you if you if he gets a six. You know, you have to remember that it's a it's a card <laughs> joke. You guys will catch up in a minute. I'm with it's you, a, bro. It's a, Vegas, it's a Vegas joke. It's a Vegas thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Snake eyes are not good. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, for real uh, though. Uh, you know, coach was it was interesting because he was coach was about basketball. He's just a basketball junkie, you know. I'd never seen so many plays being written on old napkins, you know, and, you know, you sit there and you, you, he, he would basically not pretty much not paying attention to anything until you start paying, talking about basketball. Then all of a sudden, his, you know, his ears would get big and he, his eyes would open up and, you know, now he's ready to talk. Wow. <laughs> um, and, and, and so, you know, the, the thing that I got from coach more than anything was he made me play as basically as hard as I think I could play. I think he got the most out of me physically. He taught me what hard work and what playing hard was really all about. And a lot of kids don't know what playing hard is really all about. We, our goal was to be the, 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 the most in shape team uh, in America because his whole thing was, you know, it's the, it's the beginning of March and he, we would be doing 17s in a minute, you know, and he, he'd stand there and he'd start cheering. And he's like, no one in the country is doing 17s in March. It's only us, you know? Wow. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, it was about being in great shape because, you know, and that time we, we pretty much, um, you know, we averaged 110 points a game with no three point line. Wow. Mm. So mm. To, in order to shoot the ball and to play that fast and what people don't understand is we don't, we weren't running and gunning. It was not, you know, like that, but we would, you know, we could have used a 10 second clock easily. Yeah. And, and we could have, uh, you know, and what people didn't understand is that we had teams average like 25 turnovers a game against us because we pressed the entire game. Our, his, his idea of basketball in those days was nonstop 40 minutes of pressure basketball. That's what his, that was what he preached every day. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, it's a different way to play. And we had, listen, you have to remember, I was probably the third or fourth best shooter on our team. So we had some guys that could really fill it. Man. From deep, too. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, it was fun, though. And, you know, the, the, the other part is that we spent three-fourths of our practice was always about defense. Mm. Three-fourths of yeah. our practice was all about, you know, picking up the ball, run, glide, run, turning your man, uh, sh the challenges of taking a charge. Uh, he made, he made uh, defense the challenge. He made stopping your man the challenge. He made uh, taking charges the, you know, the challenge. And uh, when your coaches – find something that is important to them. It becomes important to the players where our coaches if you took a charge. They would run around in circles. They would scream and shout. Yeah. Uh, and and it basically we, you know, we wanted to take charges just so, because it made everybody more excited than anything. Cause he always said the scoring is what we do. Offense is what you do. It's easy. Offense comes easy to you guys. Defense is where it's hard. That's true. Yeah. Very That's true. true. 
Very true. Mm-hmm. Very true. Oh man. Hey, I want to ask you too, like um, just for the fans that, you know, might want to follow your career. What are you doing now? You know, where can we find you? You know, what, what's happening? How's life going? Well, I, for the last three years, I was my golf game was really getting good, man. <laughs> you know, I got down to single digits. Um, you know, it was it was good. I was uh, you know, I had a nice little tan going. Um, and, you know, I was still doing a, a serious XM radio. Uh, and I did some, you know, so did some college TV stuff uh, for Channel Five in Los Angeles, and did some Laker games. Cool, cool. Um, so you know, I was living a, a, a you know pretty decent life. Uh, I had great opportunity come to me, and um, I, 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 the job opened up with Bethune Cookman, and uh, I made a couple of phone calls. And the next thing I knew, I was on the phone with the the president of the board and having a serious conversation about being the uh, basketball coach. Uh, went down there and had a conversation with them. They offered me the, the, the athletic director's job. (laughs) Awesome. I was like, what? (laughs) Um, And I told him, I said, listen, if you, if you hire me as the athletic director, I'm going to hire myself as a coach. So (laughs) that's what I'm doing. I'm the, I'm the new athletic director, Bethune Cookman and the, and the head basketball coach. So it's a, it's a heck of a challenge at this time. You know, we listen, we're all close to the same age at this time in my life to be able to give back, to be able to be a part of a, a, a HBCU with great history. Uh, you know, yeah, Mary Bethune Cookman is, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's unbelievable to be a part of, of her, a part of her legacy. Yeah. You know, um, and, and it's, it's, been a, it's been a lot of years already. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just amazing here. Yeah. It's amazing school. And when, no you, when you think about when you think about um, you know her legacy and the people that she was around and what she and what she did for you know uh, the black community and what she did for the Daytona community and and no and, built, and and the challenges that she had and the fact that you know uh, they're starting to, they're now recognizing her uh, nationally you know they've got, they built a, a statue of her and it's 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 a pretty impressive. Uh, situation it's a great time to be here bethune cookman yeah awesome well awesome. 12 foot marble statue yeah that 12 foot marble statue can you yeah. imagine From italy. And, and you know the the president went over to uh yeah. italy and had it blessed by the pope and uh it was it's pretty pretty fantastic <laughs> uh situation it's just, i'm very yeah. proud i'm very proud to be here because it, it gives me a chance to to give back, it gives me a chance to do more. You know, we always think about, you know, where we want to be in our lives, what we want to do with our lives. And this was an opportunity for me to do more. And um, I'm, I'm very challenged with the, uh, the opportunity to be the AD, uh, but I'm super happy being able to coach and um, have, effect, have an effect on these kids and, and mentor them and help them get to where they want to go in their lives. Yep. That's, that's one yeah. of the reasons, that's one of the reasons we started, you know, me and Rick, when we got together, started doing this show and reaching out <laughs> to people that have made, you know, good contributions and are still doing it. You know, you, you come to a, a stage in your life, you know, like I can't ball anymore, but I have influence and Rick has influence and we're coaches and we have players and, you know, people we've built relationships with along the way. So we, we kind of look at the show as being a way of giving back to the next generation so that they can see the hard work that the people did before them. 
you know, and, and know mm-hmm. that there's someone out there, you know, making things happen, you know, so I'm glad we got you on here, man. And, you yeah. Know. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I always think I've been, I've been thinking about this a lot because I'm, you know, new here and, you know, I played in Orlando for a season, the inaugural year in, in, uh, in Orlando, uh, I came to Daytona a couple of times, but didn't know much about it. But when I got a chance to really start to look at the history of the school and the history of the, the team and the football, they got a good football team too. And great, obviously a great band. Um, Best in the country. Yeah. It, 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 I'm so excited to, to, yeah. to be here. And, um, and, I'm, and her, her legacy just entices me. It, 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 it intrigues me. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm really excited about the opportunity. Cool. No, it's unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. I, five or six years that I coached there, I was so impressed. And then, like I said, my wife's been there 23 years. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I, I followed that legacy. I know what, what you, you've uh, known your wife 23 years or more. Oh man. She's, she must be a saint. Oh no, she's she's from Sweden, so she's. Uh, she must be a saint. She's dealing with you for that long. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's now. unbelievable. All right, last Man. question. I, mm-hmm. I, I I think you will answer this. Awesome. If you're gonna give some advice to a young player who's aspiring to go to college or even professionally, what's the most important thing you would tell him, or her, him or her? Yeah. Well, you know. Um, the, the, the difficult part is that, uh, you know, you need to be self-motivated. You know, if somebody has to have that conversation for you to you about your future, it's going to be tough for you to make it, you know, but you, you know, you always have to talk to kids the right way. You never want to crush their, their dreams, but you want to be honest with them, you know, because there's more to life than sports and you have to take care of your business. You have to have a plan B. And, you know, and even a plan C, I'm, I'm one of those people that I've had every job I've ever wanted in my life. I've had f- four careers. Now this is a fifth career for me. Um, so I think that you have to continue to evolve and I'm evolving again, even at this age of my life. So it never stops. The growth never stops. And, you know, I think that those are the things that, that, that you have to constantly think about, you know, where do you want to be in the next five years? Where do you want to be in the next five years? And you have to plan ahead and you have to think ahead. You have to project and you have to sometimes speak it into existence. Uh, you got to pray on it and, and, and ask for, ask for guidance in that way. So I think that there's, uh, I, w- I always tell kids this, these, these stories and, 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 you know, I, I, I do a speech. Uh, I grew up, my father was a janitor. He had his own custodial business. Uh, I grew up s- swinging that big, big mop, that industrial mop and those big industrial sweepers running the buffer machine, cleaning toilets. And, you know, the, the one thing that has always come to my mind is, is that, you know, my father came to me one time when we were, we were cleaning up a, a, a pool hall and it was a jukebox place also. And in the background was playing Lou Raw's Natural Man. And he came up, he put his arm around me. It was a Friday night. He said, you know, Reggie, I know you don't want to be here because I wanted to be out with my buddies. He said, you know, I don't want you to have to do this type of work for a living, but it's never going to hurt you to learn how. And, 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 and so I always say that, what are you willing to do? Are you willing to swing that heavy mop? Are you, <laughs> willing, 
Are you willing to buff the floors? Are you willing to clean the toilets? Are you willing to do the grunt work that it takes to be successful? Because it's not about sports. My dad never saw me play basketball. He worked wow. too much. He, wow. did, he worked too much. All he cared, he said to me, be passionate about something. Find out what it is that you love and you're passionate about and roll with it. And that conversation was not about basketball. It was about being successful in life. Yep. And, and that's what this is about. And that's why I love college basketball, college sports. And I've always prayed to, I've always prayed to have a, a platform where I could really do some good work. And I didn't know that I was going to end up at Bethune Cookman. I didn't know that I was going to end up in AD, but some, I've been pre preparing for this my entire life. Man, man. Well, I'm glad you're there, man. And, you know, we're going to follow you. So every now and then when you get a message from me, just hit me back and say, yo, it's going good. <laughs> we're going to check on you. We're going to check. I'll, I'll let you know in a couple of months how it's going. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. Hey, that's Rick, great. Rick, you want to throw one more question in here, man, before we get out? Well, no, that, that, that one about the kids, about being you know, giving advice to the kids, I think that was probably pretty much – that was the last one I really had because I, I, I think that's so important because if, if kids are listening to this, and I think like some will be, if they can get that message that Reggie just, just conveyed to us, yeah, I think that's, a, that's strong. That's very strong. Because I, I, uh, I, I really believe that. He's, he's exactly right. Yeah. yeah, I think we're all in agreement on that. You know, you gotta gotta put that grind in to make it work. You know, and and have a vision. You know, and yeah. then follow through. You know, nothing nothing will happen if you don't follow through. You know. Well, you know, and I I bring up Mary, you know, Mary Bethune, and think about and I think about the, the me swinging the heavy mop. Think about the mop and think about the work that she put in. Mm. No. Think about the ground that she laid. Oh yeah. For, to be successful, so. I, there's no mistakes. There's no, the, the stuff doesn't happen just because it, it, you are where you're supposed to be. And, you know, and, and it's just, it's, a, it's just an awesome, awesome thing and awesome feeling uh, to be here. And, and, and by, by the way, for those of you who don't really understand what the HBCU uh, experience is all about, it's a lot of fun at the same time. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, especially when you go on the road. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've done the research. They talk talk about your mama. They talk about your background. They do the research. They do. Yeah. Fishing. Oh yeah. <laughs> but they, you know, they 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 do. They, listen, they did that when I was uh when I was coaching at New Mexico State. I I went. I mean, I'll never forget. I went to uh, I went to Utah State, and you know, back in the day, they had some of my modeling pictures. And they had the picture with me, my shirt off, you know, so they were clowning me about my, having me, my shirt off. And like, you know. <laughs> so they were all basically, they, they, they all dressed up like me and they put the fake mustaches on. And, you know, back in the day when I had a mustache and they took their shirts off and they kind of greased themselves up and they started clowning. Right. So it was really funny. I went over there, took a picture with them. So it was, I thought it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, it, that, that's great. That's great. My younger sister used to love you at uh, UNLV with that big fro. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Tark always, you know, Tark was going bald. <laughs> you know, he, he had he got to the point where he had a little piece of hair over here. He pull it way over here. 
you know, <laughs> and he had another piece over. He pulled it way over here. So he started. He started saying, you know, Reg, you know, if you if you cut your fro down, I'll cut all my hair off. <laughs> and, and I say, well, coach, you won't have to worry about that in a few minutes. It's going to be gone anyway. Gone naturally. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, that's that's, that's a classic. That's yeah. classic. All right, man. Well, look, we're going we're gonna to wrap it up right there. Um, I do want to definitely thank you, man, for, for, for coming on. I know it took us a bit, you know, but, uh, hey, it's well worth it, you know. And, and Yeah, Rick Rick comes into my office. Uh, Rick, I got 9,000 things going on. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Dude, seriously. But, 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 but the true Reggie came through for me, too, and I'll yeah. never forget that. So I know. No, I know. no worries. I appreciate no worries. it. Reggie, we appreciate Pleasure's it. Pleasure's mine, guys. Yeah, we, we know we hound people sometimes, but uh, we appreciate well, it. You, you have to. You have to. You have to. Hey. All right, man. Hey, uh, hey CJ, I got to hit Reggie with this one, then we're going to end up. Okay. Reggie, I, I always use, um, hey, I'm not going to be able to go to lunch tomorrow, Reggie. You think I can just get the money? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to say that when coaches stuff. Man, I ain't going to be able to go to lunch with you today. You think I can just get the money? <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man, I do appreciate that. There you go. There you go. All right, Reggie. Well, all right, right, guys. Thank you very much. And uh, man, yeah, like I said, we're gonna keep in touch with you for sure, man. So take care now. You take care. We're coming to Australia, Reggie. We're taking the charter. Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I gotta figure. I gotta figure out. yeah, no, I'm, I I want to go because you know I, I I I told Rick that you know we spent I was with Magic Johnson, and we we went on a tour of of Australia. You know, we yep. played in five or six different cities, so oh. uh, it's it's a it's a wonderful place. I always say that when we leave this this country, we're going to we're going to Australia. Well, I've been here 31 years, and it's okay. No, I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, every every place has its downsides, of yeah. course. But yeah, yeah. No, I love, I love it, I love it. But um, all right, my brother, it's good. Talking. All right, man. And you guys and take it easy, Rick. All right, Rick. Have a, Thanks, man. Have a good weekend. Later, everybody. fellas. All right, guys. Everyone, we'll everybody. talk. All right. All right, boss. Peace. Sassy V Worldwide Productions, with over twenty-five years of entertainment experience, we have done it all celebrity appearances, red carpet events, image consultation, and branding design. Our clients range from American football stars to Hollywood celebrities and everyone in between. Want to make a splash in the entertainment industry? Then it's time to get sassy. SassyBeeWorldwide.com Well, that's going to do it for this week. Remember, you can keep up with every episode by subscribing via our website. Follow us on social media and tell your friends about us. Next week, new guests, more basketball tips, more basketball stories about the game we all love. Till then, be safe and keep your eyes on the ball. Give him a bone. Give him a bone. Give him a bone. Give him a bone.